Support for Innovation Hub comes from the Graken Center for Addiction at Boston Medical Center, making long-term recovery a reality for patients like Cassie, who now supports others struggling with the disease. You can see Cassie's story and learn more at bmcaddiction.org. Welcome to Innovation Hub. I'm Kara Miller. In The Wizard of Oz, the way you get to Oz from, let's say, a place like Kansas is to cross a huge desert. The desert is a reminder of how hard it is to get from this world to a very different sort of world. We must be over the rainbow. That piece of The Wizard of Oz crossed my mind when I flew into Los Angeles recently. Folks, as you hear initial descent into the LAX airport area, as you heard Rick Benson. It felt like a literal and figurative transition. This week, we're doing a whole show focused on California. L.A. is actually where I spent my summers when I was a kid, where my mom grew up, and it's a place that now, in our current political climate, is a kind of alternate universe. This is the state that many see as leading the opposition to President Trump, including Sherry Bebich Jeffy, a professor of public policy at the University of Southern California and a longtime commentator on California's place in the national political scene. Sherry, thanks for being here. My pleasure. So I'm going to start by playing you a clip. Uh, Back in February, former Fox News host Bill O'Reilly sat down for an interview with President Trump, and he talked with him about the role of California uh, going forward. Here's a little bit of that. I just spent the week in California. As you know, they are now voting on whether they should become a sanctuary state. So California and the USA are on a collision course. How do you see it? Well, I think it's ridiculous, uh, sanctuary cities. Uh, As you know, I'm very much opposed to sanctuary cities. They breed crime. There's a lot of problems. If we have to, we'll defund. We give tremendous amounts of money to California. So you're going to defund. California, in many ways, is out of control, as you know. Obviously, the voters agree. Otherwise, they wouldn't have voted for me. So a couple things in that clip. But one is this idea that California and the U.S. are on a collision course. Do you think that's true? Well, as far as California is concerned, it looks like the union has seceded from California. (laughs) Yeah, I think there is some truth to that because we are so far advanced in areas such as health care, health care reform, such as climate change, such as even infrastructure right now. Uh, And we have not yet formalized California as a sanctuary state, but we are far more supportive of immigration and immigrants than the nation is, and certainly than uh, Donald Trump is. So there has got to be, at some point, a debate over many issues, California versus Trump. California gave Hillary Clinton her popular vote history. Donald Trump owes us nothing. Hmm. And he he sounded like that in the clip. I mean, he said a tremendous amount of money goes to California. California, in many ways, is out of control. Now, if you... I don't know what he meant by that. We're more <laughs> in control than the nation is <laughs> economically. And by the way, California does send to Washington more money than Washington sends back to right, us. Right, right. Well, and that's interesting because that's not true of every state, but it is true of California that, as you say, more money goes to the federal government than flows back to California. You talked about California being ahead in certain areas, climate change, health care, in your view. Um, Do you think 
that, that it's California- real. It's just not my view. Okay. Trust me. <laughs> so I mean, what do you think Donald Trump is now rolling back? California has done well under Obamacare. Right. Uh, we've had no problems with it. California has the toughest auto admission standards. Right. Very tight environmental controls. I mean, and we are very receptive of immigrants, including undocumented immigrants, by and large. Right. We are 180 degrees away from where Donald Trump and the federal government today is. So when it comes to those issues, to health care, to climate change, to immigration, do you think that the Trump administration has a lot of leverage to, I don't know, change California's progress, to halt it, to get it to start interfering? What What's the Trump administration's ability here? Definability. I mean, clearly any president has significant ability to have an impact on state policy, if only because so much money comes from the feds. And right now, this state is facing a $1.6 billion budget deficit. So we don't want to lose any more money. But I don't think you know, the state is going to roll over and play dead for the president of the United States. We've just come too far. Again, remember, this is a state that is really a nation state. It is a state that has the sixth highest economy in the world. Right. If it was a country, it would be one of the most important economies in the world. You betcha. So as California goes very often, so goes the nation. So Yeah, I think Donald Trump will learn at some point that it it simply can't be a one-way, no, 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 you can't California, Mm -hmm. because California will have an influence on not only the national economy, but the international economy. Uh, You mentioned this, but the... um California was a leader long ago on emission standards for cars. And it it changed the way that cars are made in the whole country because, you know, what company wants to make like a car for California and then a different car, right, for, you know, South Dakota. So so California has so many people. It has so much economic pull that once California said, this is how we want you to make your cars, people just said, the companies just said, okay, sure, fine. Do you think that California is ready to exercise those kinds of sort of lead by example and lead with people kind of way? Because California's got a lot of people. Well, they've already done it, and we will continue to do it. It's as, it's as simple as that. And there are many other states now who understand the necessity for these uh, regulations. And if the Trump administration and the president are being truthful in their promise to, to put regulation authority back to the states, mm-hmm. that, you know, we will not be negatively impacted And this is a big if, remember. You don't know where this administration is going to go on this issue at this point in time, at least not yet. But if indeed the states become the arbiter of public policy, California will remain at the forefront of all of these issues. And we are seeing other states move to California's position rather than the Fed's. I know uh, that Governor Jerry Brown has said sort of fiery things about, look, if if we can't get climate change data anymore, 
we'll we'll just get it ourselves. You know, like we will we will do the things, we will fill the void. But I also wonder if there is fear that it's not just going to be a void, it's going to be a roadblock and that California is going to be limited in the degree to which it can like go over that roadblock. The biggest roadblock I think will be cost and of course public support for whatever is put out there. Mm-hmm. Remember this governor in his first iteration as governor in the mid-70s, proposed that the state of California put in orbit its own satellite. And people laughed. And people called him Governor Moonbeam. Right. Well, now it doesn't seem so far-fetched. <laughs> so California has threatened to go on its own in a big way before. So uh, let's hear from this man, uh, Jerry Brown. Uh, this is a clip of him from March um, talking to Chuck Todd on uh, Meet the Press. We're not going to sit around and just play patsy and say, hey, go ahead, lock us in, do whatever the hell you want, export, uh, deport two, billion, 2 million people. No, we're going to fight, and we're going to fight very hard. But we're not going to bring um, stupid lawsuits or be run to the courthouse every day. We're going to be careful, we'll be strategic, and we'll do the right human, and I would even say Christian thing from my point of view. Sherry Bevich, Jeff Deesh from um, USC. Give me a sense of what you think Jerry Brown is going to do from here. What does his roadmap look like, do you think? Well, first of all, I I would say that uh, that observation that the governor gave to Chuck Todd is quintessential Jerry Brown. It is, and I think he laid out in that quote, what he is going to do. He has only two years left in the office of governor and he's term limited, he cannot run again. He owes no political debts at this point in time. He said, well, I'm not going to run for another political office. And then he sort of hemmed and hawed about president, but he'll be 82 (laughs) probably before he can run. That means he's free of Mm. political constraints if he chooses to be. He can challenge the feds. He can challenge uh, legislators who do not agree with him. He can move on his own policy agenda. Indeed, he is focused very clearly on his legacy as governor. And I think that's the direction in which he is going to go. Mm. I also think that his Jesuit training, when he was a, a young man in the seminary, still lies within him. And again, what he said in that quote maintains. So one thing that we seem to see going forward um, is that California is kind of moving along with this very different vision of the future, uh, at least from the federal government. And one of the things that caught my eye is that Gavin Newsom, who's the current lieutenant governor um, running for governor in 2018, has talked about universal health care. There's actually a single-payer bill written by two California state senators that is being discussed right now. It's like California is becoming its own universe um, and its own democratic laboratory. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) But it's happened before. And don't forget the wildfire that spread across the U.S. with regard to property taxes and tax reform with the Reagan Revolution, which was a significantly conservative move, started in California. It's not that we're going to, you know, wide-eye liberals all all the time, but it is that we try things. Mm -hmm. We are the West. We are the frontier. (laughs) 
it is as though Washington is an alternate universe right now. In fact, that's what's motivated the Cal exit yeah. movement. Yes. Never going to happen. Yeah. But people are focusing on it. Uh, no, so you, your prediction is no secession from the union for California. It's just too difficult. <laughs> you know, you've got to have a two-thirds of each House of Congress. Then you've got to have 38 states willing to see California go, which might not be a problem, quite frankly, you know, in the way California is looked at, particularly in the South. But it's been tried before. It hasn't happened. I just don't see at this point in time that that's a realistic possibility. Hmm. Who knows? But not right now. Sherry Bebich-Jeffy is a public policy professor at the University of Southern California. Thank you so much for your time. My pleasure. If you want to hear more about California in the Trump era, including why some countries are negotiating climate agreements directly with Governor Jerry Brown rather than with the federal government, we've got a smorgasbord of reading all at our website, innovationhub.org. From PRI and WGBH Radio, I'm Kara Miller, and this is Innovation Hub.